Welcome everyone to our podcast station, The Source. Hi everyone. God is our source of inspiration, courage, hope, and faith. We hope you enjoy the podcast hanging and hanging out with one another on this Fellowship Sunday. Jen and I are back for our third installment, and we just had the election, and I felt stress, anticipation, and the drama of it all. How about you? Different people are angry, impatient, confused, fears of what's going on, going on and what's going to happen to our country. And all on top of being in the middle of the pandemic with the daily virus cases coming in over 100,000 every day. All this noise can crowd God out in my mind. These things mm-hmm. seem big and God seems small. Which is why we decided that today we would talk about when God seems too small. I think this topic is needed for myself because I can certainly struggle with doubt or uncertainty in God's power and care for what I see and feel. I know intellectually that he is there and all powerful, but I too often create my own version of God instead of believing in the God of the Bible. So our first scripture reminds us of who God is in Ephesians 1:19 in the TPT. It reads, I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority Mm -hmm. in the heavenly realm. Mm -hmm. We believe in a God who raised Jesus from the dead. Think about that. He parted the Red Sea. God created all of us and this amazing earth that we live on. It's pretty cool when you stop to think about it. We get to talk to, get to know, and learn how to live life from him. So why don't we live like that? Where we believe in a God that big. The disciples in the Gospels had a similar difficulty, so let's learn from them. We're going to read a passage where the disciples were struggling with making God too small. So at this point in the Bible, the disciples had been with Jesus as he cast out demons. They had cast them out themselves. They had seen Jesus walk on water, feed thousands of people, and raise a girl from the dead. Right. They had every reason to have a great view of God, yet even for them, God could still seem too small. So now, Jesus is coming down from a mountain after spending time with John, James, and Peter. So here we go in Mark 9, starting in verse 14. Now, when they came down the mountain to the other nine disciples, they noticed a large crowd of people gathered around them and the religious scholars arguing with them. The crowd was astonished to see Jesus himself walking toward them, so they immediately ran to welcome him. What are you arguing about with the religious scholars, he asked them. We see here that the disciples were engaged in an argument, and Jesus wasn't thrilled. We learn here that when God seems too small, we focus on people. When God is too small, the opinions of others, the possible opinion of others, what others have, being right, all these things become consuming. We can't get them out of our head. I can literally have arguments with someone who isn't even there. I can prepare my defense to an assumption I'm making about what I know someone is thinking about me. And this just gets worse when I have some guilt attached. And then I need to go find someone who agrees with me, someone who will take my side. It's it's really not good. Jesus always was having run-ins with the religious leaders, yet he didn't argue. He didn't need to prove himself. He didn't need backup. God was God and he trusted him completely. 
I need to get that trust. These guys, they sound like a bunch of different insecure men arguing, <laughs> and I can relate. When I lose faith, I get afraid and I get insecure. Of course, I don't admit these. I'm working on that. So I do one or two things, one of two things. I either turn to people for security, attention, approval. If I don't get it, that can lead to hurt feelings mm -hmm. or an argument or both. Uh, <laughs> we have experience with that in our home. Uh, another place I turn to is relying on myself, which leaves me tired and worn out and alone. When God is too small, often people are way too big. Are you overreacting to people right now? Are you bitter, angry, or maybe too much in awe of people? Continuing on in the story in verse 17, a man spoke up out of the crowd. Teacher, he said, I have a son possessed by a demon that makes him mute. I brought him here to you, Jesus. Whenever the demon takes control of him, it knocks him down and he foams at the mouth and gnashes his teeth and his body becomes stiff as a board. I brought him to your disciples, hoping they could deliver him, but they were not strong enough. The disciples' faith was not strong enough. Maybe you can relate. Why? Because God seemed too small for the tough circumstances that they can see right in front of them. When God's too small, we focus on everything that's going on and could possibly go wrong. This is too easy to do right now. There's a lot going on. Politics, pandemic, economy, mm -hmm. distance learning, distance from family and friends. Mm -hmm distance working, social mm -hmm. injustice, good news one day, and then bad news the next. Mm -hmm. When God is too small, these things become way too big in our lives and end up stealing our faith, our hope, and our joy. Depending on any of these things, for faith or for joy or for hope is a dangerous thing. One of the things that personally amazes me is that the disciples had cast out demons prior to this child. So it wasn't that they had never seen it happen or never done it personally, but there was something about this particular situation that was especially difficult for them. Maybe you have something in your life right now that you had faith for or about in the past, but there is something that is making it especially hard to have faith about it now. What you see is making God seem too small. Let's continue on though. In verse 19, Jesus said to the crowd, why are you such a faithless people? How much longer must I remain with you and put up with your unbelief? Now bring the boy to me. So they brought him to Jesus. As soon as the demon saw him, it threw the boy into convulsions. He fell to the ground, rolling around and foaming at the mouth. Jesus turned to the father and asked, how long has your son been tormented like this? Jesus here, he wanted to know more. He asked the dad a question. When God is too small, I shut down. I'm not able to handle more. I don't want to know more. I avoid calls, dread text messages, and sometimes just get angry. I have to care more. When God is too small in my life, I retreat to what I feel comfortable feeling about, to what I feel comfortable talking about, and shut out anyone who wants me to exit that zone. Yet Jesus' example here is the complete opposite. He wanted to know more. Continuing, the dad responds, since childhood, he replied, it tries over and over to kill him by throwing him in the fire or water. But please, if you are able to do something, anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, what do you mean if? If you are able to believe, all things are possible to the believer. When he heard this, the boy's father cried out with tears saying, I do believe, Lord, help my little faith. I love that. All things are possible. And then he admitted 
He admitted he only had a little bit of faith. He was humble enough to ask for help. I think we can learn from it. Mm-hmm. If you want to change, you first need to admit where your faith is at. No change happens happens without first admitting where you're at. Yeah. This is hard for me to do. I'm often running around motivated by anxiety and living my life without faith and unaware that I'm faithless until I slow down. When I'm in this mode, Jen will come up to me and stand on her toes and get eye level with me <laughs> and say, Nick, you need to go pray. Those simple words will help stop me and slow me down enough. Jen helps me slow down and get my focus back on how big God is and praying, go, going out and praying, it helps me so I can get faith from him. We need friends to point us to God when our faith is low. Jesus called this man to believe God is the God of impossibility and not the, not the God the man had created in his doubt. The first step in building faith and making God big again is deciding to believe in the God of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Not the God of our minds or our emotions, but the God of the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's a decision to believe. It's not a feeling. When you read your Bible, is God stronger than, smarter than your fears? worries or circumstances for me all things are possible this is such a challenging statement for me to believe do you out there do you still believe that jesus here he wasn't angry but he challenged the man to face his unbelief he challenged him to make his view of god bigger where is god trying to get you to expand your faith and make him bigger maybe it's with work maybe dating maybe it's with kids maybe it's with a hope unfulfilled I feel like God is doing this through some challenges we're having with our son and with my grandmother being admitted to hospice. I feel God pushing me to a new level of faith and trust. He is pushing me to see him and not the fearful what ifs and sadness. Jesus calls me to face these things and I don't mean the to do's of it, but the impact on my faith. With our son, we uh, recently had him evaluated by an occupational therapist and um, we're getting some help for some sense, seemingly sensory processing issues that he's been having. And Nick and I got into an argument about it because that's what you do when you have something emotional in your <laughs> home. And, um, and I was really focused on feeling overwhelmed and hurt by the tasks that had to be done, the exercises we would have to do um, and feeling like it was falling on me. But what I really needed help with was growing in my faith to be able to handle the sadness and the fear that it brought along with it. Um, So I ask again, where is God trying to get you to expand your faith and to make him bigger? But I love here what happens next. Let's keep reading verse 25. Now, when Jesus saw that the crowd was quickly growing larger, he commanded the demon saying, deaf and mute spirit, I command you to come out of him and never enter him again. The demon shrieked and threw the boy into terrible seizures and finally came out of the, out of him. As the boy lay there looking like a corpse, everyone thought he was dead. But Jesus stooped down. I love that. Mm. Gently took his hand and raised him up to his feet, and he stood there completely set free. Afterwards, when Jesus arrived at the, ha- arrived at the house, his disciples asked him in private, why couldn't we cast out the demon? He answered them, this type of powerful spirit can only be cast out by fasting and prayer. The disciples couldn't cast out the demon because they had made God too small. Um, Something I know I can do a lot in my life. I can't find the faith to to overcome. Um, But the size of God in our life will reflect the effort we put into believing. Say that one again, because I need it for myself. 
The size of God in our life will reflect the effort we put into believing. I can be determined to not believe, find all the reasons why something won't work out. But I can also be determined to believe. With Noah and and, uh, pursuing OT, there are times when I, I have jumped really fast into the fears. I jump into he's fairly rigid and has a hard time um, uh, again processing some of his environment so he's not always the easiest kid to to get along with um, for other little kids and and I'll jump to him being a teenager and having no friends or I'll jump to you know him entering kindergarten and because he has such a hard time not being able to learn and and hating school Um, so I get really fast into the the, into the um, the what ifs but then there are other times when and this has only been honestly the past you know handful of weeks not something we've been going through for very long um that I see the possibilities and I'm so grateful for the friends we have I'm so grateful that God has led us to where we are to get the help we need for me to even have the background that I have in special education um and and it's not that the circumstances changed at all it is only that my faith has changed and that I've been more determined to believe and to see things through faith versus through fear um, so are you working harder to believe or are you working harder not to believe? When we work hard to believe and put that effort in to grow spiritually, we make God big. Hmm. And when we make God big, big, not only do we change, but we help others change. This is what yeah. we can learn from Jesus here, right? He had high faith. God was big for him. He was able to help help other people change. So the second and third step to making God big again are in this last verse fasting and praying. Jesus tells them to take action by prayer and fasting. These things build faith. When you have a little bit of faith and you take action based on that faith, it builds more faith. Fasting is about taking action, humbling ourselves before God, and about recognizing his position in ours. Prayer is where we connect with and move God. I want to read this scripture to close out. Ephesians 3 verse 17 and verse 20 in the TPT. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Mm. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. Mm. He will outdo them all. Love that. For his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Wow. God is powerful. No doubt. We just need the faith to make him as big as he really is. Mm -hmm. To recap, when God is too small, people are too big. Circumstances are too big. And we don't have the strength to handle what life throws at us. We need to make God big. The three steps we went over, believing in the Bible, who God says he is in, he is in it. This is a choice, not a feeling. Second, pray to connect with God and have confidence that he has your back. Yeah. And figuring out what he wants you to do. Third, take action. This is really about applying and obeying the Bible. When was the last time you actually obeyed what you read? Those three things, believe the Bible, what it says about God, pray, take action. And that'll lead you to have great faith, make God big, and change. Which I want I want to plug the 52 or 66 days of change. I'm going with the 52 days of change because it gets <laughs> me changing before the new year. And that sounded inspiring for me. Yeah. To check that out and sign up for that, actually today on uh, November 8th, they're launching 
um, emails and you'll, you'll get uh, resources and Bible studies to help you change. Go to BACC.CC slash change for that. Okay. I'll put that in the show notes too. With that, I want to remind you to pray for communion. Okay. Pray for communion. Take communion together today. And then after that, give contribution. Take some time to give contribution via PayPal to the Bay Area Christian Church or find more ways to give at BACC.CC slash give. Have a good time connecting after this discussion uh, today, discussing today's podcast and how it applies to you. All right. Take care. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Have you ever told yourself that you really need to change something important in your life only to give up in frustration after a week or two of seeing no progress? A study published in the European Journal of Social Psychology found that on average, it takes more than two months before a new behavior becomes automatic, 66 days to be exact. So if you ever felt discouraged after an unsuccessful attempt to make a transformation, just know you're not alone. You may just need help keeping at it a little longer. With this in mind, we're excited to launch a new weekly email series called The Change Plan. Each week, we'll provide you with a Bible study tailored to what you're working on changing personally. You'll get tips and resources to help you stay on track to make your change last. Sign up now at deepspirituality.com change. That's deepspirituality.com change.